Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. What's going on? All right, now I'm back. Welcome to Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio. And we're here for June 3rd, 2016. And I am your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and I'm live from Las Vegas with good news and bad news if necessary. This is the place to be and to get heard right here on Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio. I have a dynamic show for you today, and the topic is on and about a gorilla on the loose, Tamar Fire, and Snoop Dogg Tired of Slave Movies. <laughs> and I have as my guest today from Facebook, My Sister Keepers Movement, Akila Ali, and Miss D from Detroit and in Las Vegas, we have Silverback from New Jersey. And New York, from New York, all right? So, before we get started, let me uh, make sure that you get this number and for you to call in at this call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And the guest call-in number, if you ain't got no telephone and you ain't got no minutes, is toll-free, 877 Eight three three one five three. That number again is eight seven seven four eight three three one five three. Now, before we get started, let me play a brief um, two minute thirty second uh, audio on about Harambe, the gorilla from the uh, Cincinnati uh, Zoo, and uh, and so we all can get on uh, on the same page uh, for our first topic. Okay. And remember, this, uh, this, this clip is about Harambe, the silverback gorilla, that got killed over a four-year-old boy that crawled under a fence at the Cincinnati Zoo and fell 12 feet down into Harambe's house, all right? And from there, uh, he fell in the water, and Harambe came to the boy and drug him off through the water, and then, well, let me let the audio tell you the rest. If you have a comment, call in at the three at three four seven eight eight four eight six eight four and listen to this. Now to the growing outrage after a four-year-old boy slipped into a gorilla enclosure and the desperate decision to kill the animal. The shocking incident caught on camera. The gorilla and boy face to face for several minutes before the 400-pound silverback was shot. Tonight, officials defending their actions amid anger and an outpouring of support for the endangered animal. And now new clues into how the frightening ordeal began. Here's ABC's Marcy Gonzalez, and we want to warn you, you might find some of these images graphic. Tonight, growing outrage about this close encounter. Those 10 terrifying minutes the child spent inside the zoo exhibit causing the endangered silverback to lose his life. The horrifying scene playing out in front of the boy's mother. At one point, 17-year-old Harambe and the 4-year-old boy appear to look at each other. 
Then the gorilla lifts the boy up and drags him to the other side of the moat. Do officials making the split-second decision to take the gorilla's life? My heart sank. You could tell it was a high-powered high rifle. Authorities say it started when the boy crawled over the barrier, plunging into the moat. This video of the exhibit from 2014 shows the three-foot-high railing that separates the crowd from the exhibit, the same one that's been there for 38 years. The exhibit's safe and the barrier's safe. That said, any of us in this room can climb over barriers if we choose. Mourners today holding a vigil for the gorilla as anger over his death grows. Some pointing to videos like this showing a gorilla in an Illinois zoo in 1996 carrying an injured boy who had fallen into her enclosure to zookeepers for help, saying gorillas can be protective. The zoo tonight defending its decision to shoot the animal. That child's life was in danger. We stand by our decision and we make the same call today. Tonight, the boy is home from the hospital, but online calls for his parents to be held accountable. The boy's mother writing in a now-deleted Facebook post, as a society, we're quick to judge how a parent could take their eyes off of their child. Accidents happen, but I am thankful that the right people were in the right place. And Cincinnati police tell ABC News they are not filing charges. The zoo's director tells me they are now reviewing ways to make the gorilla exhibit safer. Tom? So many people talking about the story. All right, Marcy, thank you. And there you hear the audio on ABC reporting about Harambe the gorilla. And, um, and you know, if anybody got any questions or, or, or thoughts on this, you know you can call in that to call in number 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. To start, you know, I'm going to bring in Akila and uh, see what Akila has to say about this. All right. Now, this is one of my guests that's on the show. Akila, are you there? Can you hear me okay? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Um, um, what do you think about that, that clip that I put out there? Uh, you know, want to see well, your side been... of the story. Well, I have a lot to say about the side of the story, and in my mind, everyone uh, involved is is to blame. Do I think the mother should be tried? No, because it it was, um, you know, I mean, it, it you know, kids run off of things like that. But I'm I'm gonna break it down just to let you know my perspective of the whole thing. So with the mom, now the boy was four years old. Now, mm -hmm. the mom, I feel that should have known whether she can take her kid to the zoo or not. You know, whether she could take him to the zoo or not, or if he's going to listen or if he's not going to listen. You know, if, you know, she tell him no, because the boy said he wanted to go in the water, and she said no. You know, and if he was going to listen or not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I think that if if she knew that he wasn't uh going to be able to, like, listen to her, then maybe she shouldn't have brought him there. And I also feel... It's um a little mm -hmm. bit of the, the little boy's part because he he should have listened to his mother. Yes, he's four years old, but I think at four years old you still know what no means. You know, you still know no stay here. And I think they were saying that the the mother put her hand in the, you know, the, they said that the mother put the boy's hand in her pocket, I guess to keep him there. But my my cell phone don't like to stay in my pocket, let alone the boy's hand. You know, so <laughs> so you know it, it it I don't think that that was enough. You know, but I don't. I don't think she should be tried for it, though. And uh, another thing, and it's it's hard though. But I understand where the mother's coming from. You know, she was she was busy. You know, um, they were saying that she had other kids. Um, 
there with her. So, I mean, I, I went to a, a I chaperoned with my with my sister. Okay, we went to the farm. And so, and I only had, and I was chaperoning, and I only had to watch two kids. And me and my sister spent the majority of the time at the trip looking for the other child. Like, it, it wasn't like we lost her, but she was moving around. Like, she was petting the goats, and then one day, she, then next she was petting the ducks, and then she was being over there with the pigs, and then she thinks she wanted to play on the park. And, and, you know, she was running around. So it's like when kids go out there, they, like, kind of, you know, they have all this space, and they just want to just run run free, you know? So, you know, I, I, and I think the zoo, the okay. zoo for one, yeah, I think the zoo for one, the zoo for one should should be a, a, a held accountable because it's an enclosure. You know, I think that they need more protection, more than just a, a, a 15 or 12-foot drop and a little fence and a couple of bushes, you know? Because, I mean, if, if, I, mean I understand they want to create the experience of, you know, the animals being wild and stuff. But, I mean, if we were out there in the wild, we wouldn't be near a 400-pound gorilla. You know, I think that for the most, uh, the more dangerous animals, they need to right. be, uh, for the more dangerous animals, they need to be more uh, enclosed that, where people can't get in, you know, and, and fall in. Because kids, a lot of kids come to the zoo, and they get under and things like that, you know, and they just need to be more protective of it. Well, I mean, first of all, animals don't belong in the zoo for one, but if they have them there, they should just, you know, make it more hard for people to get in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see it. And, um, what you know, the question would be at this point, you know, even though that uh, the police, or well, let's put it here, as the people are, you know, are upset and, and you know, uh, shouting out about the gorilla shoot that have been killed. And even though that I see your point, you know, uh, when it's surrounding about the boy, but let's look at it from this point of view too. Uh, you know, I, I think that children's services should not be, well, even though they said they're not going to do the investigation or take the mother through anything because they realize that the mother is, um, you know, not, don't have eyes in the back of her head and on the sides, too. We do, uh, it, you know, uh, not all the time are we, we try to be, uh, you know, aware of everything around us, including our children, but sometimes stuff happens. But truly, you know, if children's services would have uh, dealt with the mother and the father, you know, on this subject, there probably would have been a whole lot more situation going on than what it is now. It probably would have been real racial at that point. What do you think? Akila? Yes, I'm still here. Are you here? Did I say something yes, I'm still out here. of turn? <laughs> no, I'm still here. Okay. Okay, well did you did you did you get that point or you know what else do oh, you no, want to Yeah, but That's where I would have been. Oh, no, I definitely thing. understand. Like I said, I don't think the mother should be tried because things happen. You know, but I'm just saying for anybody out there listening, you know, if you, you know, if you're, you know, if your child's tending to run off, you know, then, you know, maybe the zoo or anywhere else is not really uh, the best place to bring them. And I think the little boy should have listened to his mother and stayed, you know, when his mother said, no, you can't go into the water. You have to stay there. You know, should have listened, you know, and the zoo should have more protection over uh, the the enclosures, more way that people can't get in. 
You know, that's that's what I feel. You know, well, they weren't but, but, but. thinking about it that way either. They weren't thinking that way about it either. You know, they didn't think, you know, as to be childproof safety because why? It's, it's because animals. Of, it's animals. There's kids coming to the zoo. Kids get into think things. It's like that. you just said, kids coming. To, well, when you think, when you have a zoo, you have to think about things like that because there are kids that will get into Enclosures is is for kids. It's for kids. The zoo is for kids, and and a lot of kids go there. People go there for field trips, you know, and and just a simple drop and things like that. I understand that they may want to create the experience, you know. But it was another little boy that that jumped out of his mother's arms into a, a a cage of wild dogs, and they tore him to shreds, you know. So I mean, you know, if you're going to take the chance to have animals in a zoo, you have to take the the right precautions to make sure that the people that are coming there are safe, you know, so they need to have like a type of, a top gate, I mean, people are fine, they don't have to reach over and look at the lines, they, they can have the glass or whatever, you know, it's not necessary for them to be that close to something that can potentially harm them, harm them you know, because I mean, in the wild, nobody's just going to walk up to some animals like that, you know, not without a professional, you know, so these people that are coming here and the kids, they don't know how to behave around animals. All they see is animals. All they see is the experience. You know, they don't know the proper way to, to, to be around animals. Just look at the adults, okay, the, 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 the animal, um, uh, Harambe, the gorilla. They, the crowd was yelling and screaming at him, screaming and yelling. You see what I'm saying? Now, you know, the proper precaution probably would be to be quiet and not to disturb the animal and not get him more riled up considering that the child is in the enclosure. You know, but they were yelling and, and screaming and this and that and third. So now you're dealing with people that don't know how to be around uh, animals, you know, how to be around wild animals. Though he was in captivity for 16 years, but still, he's still an animal, you know. And and they, um, so yeah, so if adults didn't know how to properly be around the animal, you know, how are kids going to know? So they have to take all the okay. necessary precautions that they need to make sure everybody's safe. That's just how I feel, you know, to 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 stop these things from happening. You know, not the the giraffes and things like that that aren't really harmful, just eat plants, fine. But as far as lions and the tigers and the bears and the gorillas and things that can really harm somebody, you know, keep them, you know, the extra extra safety around because people don't know how to handle them. Okay, well, I thank you really, really for, you know, that, um, you know, for your for your side and view on this, um, Akilah, because, you know, people need to realize and understand, you know, that stuff happens, and, you know, and that um, even though that, you know, the gorilla got killed, which that's a sad thing. But the know, boy could have gotten killed, you see. The boy could have gotten killed, though. That? You see what I'm saying? These things know, happen, but the boy could have got killed. And All right, well, well, we have Silverback in the house. Silverback, how do you feel about what you're hearing? Um, welcome, world. Uh, from a Silverback to a Silverback. <laughs> I, I kind of, I kind of, my, my, my sympathy goes out to the Silverback and his family. You know why? Because I kind of disagree with the media is talking about that they're not holding the mother responsible. I don't care, especially a mother. I'm a father first. If that was my child and he fell in the clothes of weather, if I was panicking, I would have dove in there after him. So <laughs> see, all those people was running 
screaming, their mouth yelling, and then you can hear the mother, um, I'm here, baby. Uh, mommy's here. What the hell is that going to do? And then the, you kill a silverback, a majestic creature, because of the irresponsibility oh. of the parent. Now they try to put more rails up there, higher rails. It's too late for that. Somebody, what they need to do is put something down up underneath there so no kid can crawl up underneath it. Exactly. Not so high, but make it to the point where it's to the ground and flush to the ground where no child can uh, crawl up underneath there. I agree with you. What else you would like to say about it? Oh, just this last thing. Uh, even though I'm a silverback and, <laughs> and my brother was <laughs> murdered, um, as a black man, our condolences. First, <laughs> as, as a black man, first, thank yeah. my condolences. Yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> my last words. <laughs> thank you for that. But um, to be honest, as a black man, he got more publicity than a black man. Reason why I say that because, like, even though he's a gorilla, but like, they would have just. Push that to the side. It was a black man. So many black men is getting killed the same way, and and they got to take responsibilities for um um how you call that um what you call that um um, um what the responsible the mothers the mothers um uh, irresponsible mothers and yeah. what the neglectful neglectful mothers yeah. and and. Well, you know, I don't want to say that one. You know what I'm saying? But, say it. Yeah. You know, and no daddy at all. Exactly. <laughs> you know, my last word, that I, was my, I, he should have been more protected. I don't care if they was on the moon. He was not protected. Don't blame it on the zookeeper. Exactly. Exactly. What do you have to say about I, it, New York? New York is in the house as well. What's your take on this? How are you doing? How are you doing? Well, my take on it, it was going to get to that. They should be, first of all, they took that animal out of his own habitat, brought him there, and he lost his life. I think they should just stop taking animals out of their habitat, <laughs> take pictures of them, and put them on a big screen, and let the people walk through and watch them. But nobody hurt. You'll get to see the animal. Because you figure a four-year-old, you think he's going to grow up? That's, that's, you, that's you, a good you, thought. You think he's going to grow up? But it ain't the same as seeing it real. Yeah, yeah well, he got it real. So, but and I'm surprised he didn't break nothing on him. Yeah. He brought, that was a heck of a, a, a fall. So that's why, you know, um, that's why that's why the zookeepers, even though that they had to make a choice between, you know, an extinct almost uh, yeah, silverback versus, you know, a child in the midst, they didn't want to. Yeah, but you, look, look, they didn't want. They that, didn't want that to. That silverback was there for 12 years. They knew his weight, everything. If you know anything about tranquilizers, if you know the weight, you know how much doses to get it, and then put him down. So what you would do is give his attention long enough to tranquilize him and keep his attention on you. By the time he got to you, he'd have been out. Yeah, but they said that. They said a lot. They did. They did. They said a lot. That you What's know that they one? they couldn't trust the tranquilizer. Yeah, they're, they're lying. Oh. I, I was dying to say they're lying. Okay. And I watch a lot of animal shows, and I know for a fact. <laughs> I know for a fact they're bigger than elephants. Stop playing. Uh, okay, stop playing. Okay, well, look, you know, we can ready to go on to the next phase here. She, um, I, I think she, yeah, I think she had a long day, so she said she was tuning in, though. But I had, um, I had one more thing to say about the, uh, about the, huh? 
Well, they're over here talking about her now, okay? And oh, she got her check I, up then. Check out the, oh, Lord, have mercy. So she had a, a long day, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, no I have I have one more thing to say about the gorilla topic, and then I'm gonna let it go. But I I don't okay. think that the gorilla really intend to hurt the 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 boy. You know, I I really thought that the gorilla was actually just treating him just like he would treat his babies. You know that they're the uh-huh. gorillas. If you look at how they treat their babies, they roughhouse with them. Uh, smells this. Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, they know. They the, the animals know when they got a baby versus a an adult. Yeah, he he did. I don't believe that he deserved to be shot. I, I you know it, I really feel bad that that you know he lost his life. You know that's how they treat their babies. They they roughhouse. They grab them by the leg. They grab them by whatever. Throw them around. Push them around. Roughhouse. That's how. That's what they do. You know. And I just feel if the if the gorilla really wanted to hurt him, he really would have. But the crowd yelling at him did not make it any better. And he was just trying to save the little boy get him away and it's just the zookeepers for them knowing him for 16 years they should know how well i don't know a, a, a animal would do what an animal would do if they wherever they feel like it but i don't think he was really trying to hurt the boy so i, I really sad that he lost his life because of that okay well you know and so we'll move on to where what happened to tamar well, tamar got fired yeah. from the real is that for real so before I even get started on that, let's go to this snippet that I put that I found, you know, as a part of her premiere going on uh, the Braxton family show where Ta- uh, where Tamir was shocked, or at least that's what it seemed like, that she was shocked, crying, and really feeling she didn't really know why she was being fired. So listen to this and call in at this call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And if you ain't got no dial tone, no minutes or whatever, you got a get talk toll-free number. That's what I'm going to call it, 877-483-3153. That number again is... 877-483-3153. Check this out and listen to this. All right? Here we go. It was the news that rocked her world. I was basically fired. Why? What'd they say? Now, Tamar gets real. But I don't know what I did. About what happened on The Real. <laughs> it's a must-see Braxton, Thursday at 9 on WeTV. Uh, okay, now back to... Uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, here we is. That was a quick snippet, okay, of her crying. Tamar was crying and stuff. But, you know, hey, that's what happens, you know, when you when you don't know what's going on around you because you're looking at you. Uh, let's put it like that, like you the view. That's quick, okay? But let's put it like this. Tamar and the real cast, Lonnie Love, Adrian Ballin, and Jenny May, are not on speaking terms with Tamar, okay, uh, except for maybe Tamara Mowry, all right? So insiders say there is now word, there is now word out that they may not be replacing Tam- Tamar, uh, Tamara, whatever name. I can't never get that name right. Okay, now you're on Lardy Miss Cardi show, so uh, tongue-tied do happen, okay? But they didn't have no word on whether they was going to replace Tamar or not, all right? That's what they say. But I know Akila and yes. me, 
we know that that may not be the case. They probably got one. They just ain't putting it out too far just yet because it's still fresh. Their wounds are still fresh, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, I read this article, and, and in that article, I read it from the uh, AtlantaDailyWorld.com, and they say here that there were three reasons why Tamar was fired. Now, check this out. They said, one, negative feedback on her ghetto persona received from focus groups of the daytime talk show. And on the second one was onset insubordination. Now, what does that mean? Okay. And the third one was advertisement complaints. Show sale team uh, made it clear that advertisers did not want her in their segments due to her antics and lack of uh, cooperation. All in all, after I read this article, uh, Tamar took off time to dance with the stars. She was a ghetto diva. She smacked her lips and rolled her eyes too much. She was aggressive and had temper tantrums on the set and educated women, American, African-American women, were turned off. She gave a bad light for African-American women that worked hard to change their image, if you know what I mean. Then Tamar husband, Herbert, was kept in the dark while they made the decision to rid his wife, Tamar. I thought that was cold. You know what I'm saying? Tell me what you want to say about this one, Akilah, because that's what I got okay. out of it. Okay, I don't believe, for one, that they said that a lot of black women were offended. Maybe some, but I don't see, how, how would they be offended by just Tamar smacking her lips and rolling her eyes when you have two more black women on there? You have Tamar, I mean, you have Tamara, and you have Lonnie Love. They said she was ghetto. Okay, okay, but, okay but, but, but she's been like that from the beginning. But she's been like that from the beginning, and... and you know, and her, her personality, it was brought out the real. You know, if, if that's how she really is and the show is called The Real, why can't they just accept that? You know, I, I was when she was gone for those um, those few days, I mean, those, no, those few weeks when she was in the hospital, you know, it, she was missed a lot on that show. You know, I feel like she was missed a lot. I missed her on the show. You know, and I don't how, know how anybody's offended by what, by what she's by what she's doing, you know, rolling her eyes and stuff like that. That's just how she is. But, you know, how can you be offended by one black woman doing that when you have two other black women, Tamara and Lonnie Love, that, you know, I guess you say talk educated. And, you know, so I, I don't get where they're coming from from that. But she did go on the Steve Harvey morning show this morning and it finally spoke out. What'd she say? She, she didn't blame anybody. She just said she didn't know and she just felt this part of God's plan. Which is great. Which is great because she's trying to think positive of it. And uh, Steve Harvey said, he said, in TV, they don't even have to tell you when they uh, why they fired you. They, they don't even have to tell you. They they can just Steve say, Harvey well, you know, we decide. Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey said that. He, yes. Oh. Steve yeah, Harvey, he, he said that they don't have to tell you. He said that they that all they'll say is, well, we're going in a different direction. So, I mean, I... Um, someone that they said allegedly, potentially, well, I got this from Media Takeout, so I don't know. We'll see if this happens or not. But they said that uh, possibly Kiki Palmer will be replacing Tamar. Now, I'm just saying you just switching up one for another because they both had the same kind of personality, uh, uh, similar. Similar, uh, you know, just in a little bit ways. But I kind of think that, 
Now, I, I would watch it for, for Kiki Palmer. I would watch to see, you know, the, the episodes to see, you know, how she fits in with the group and stuff like that. But I just think that the real is kind of more of an older type of crowd, like a late 20s, 30 and up type of crowd. So more of a more mature. Yeah, she, she's, she's 22. She's uh she's 22, so I, I don't really know if that'll be the right one for her, but I I am excited to see uh what she's gonna bring to it if if they do choose her, but um yeah and and they and now they're saying that the executives want to sue Tamar and her husband Vince because on their show uh, Thursday I'm assuming that was last uh, last night on the TV show uh, Braxton Family Values that they um insinuated that her co-host turned on her. So they want to sue her for that, and also they're uh, they may be threatening to release a tape of her going off on one of the execs. So it's getting pretty messy. It's, it's getting really, really messy. And you know, um, she says she just thinks it's like a like a blessing in disguise, basically. You know, so it's it's just unfortunate. I I really think they lost a good one when they uh, dropped Tamar off of the show. You know, it's it's gonna be really different. So. Yeah, that's that's my take on that. I, I really hope that she she's able to um, find better better things for her. You know, when when God closes one door, you know another door opens. So I'm just excited to see what happens after this. Well, you know, I'm gonna tell you what I got out of it when I first seen the the real. When I finally did decide to go and check out the show, not when it first started. But it took some time. I was in other areas, so I wanted to see what was this real all about. And, you know, and even though that Tamar is, you know, uh, a a great singer, you know, and she comes from a family that, you know, is really likable, but when I first saw her and watched her for the first few times that I did watch, I saw that she had... I don't know, this diva type thing. She never would have, she never left her hair alone. She was always pulling on her long, luxurious blonde hair, you know, and, you know, even though that is who she is, but it did come over in my, in my vibe, like, couldn't she kind of hold some of that back, you know, like some of that, some of that diva back a little bit, you know, the pulling of the hair and, there was some rolling of the eyes, but really what it was is I felt like that her her persona gave off this haughty type uh, vibe, and it was kind of like a no-no for me because even though that we are divas in our right, you know, and we good looking and we trying to show our um, show our uh, uh, you know our personality, that it shouldn't be to the point where, what's the word, you know, I'm being distracted because uh, we got we got New York in the house, and New York is over here holding his butt and got his hands on his nose and holding his mouth like he want to throw up and poop at the same time. So it's kind of funny over here, so it's kind of like, you know, let me say what I got to say, and then you come over here and you speak, and then you speak on it too, Silverback. But my point is, is that there was something that it, it just was a turn, a small turn off to me because she had a haughty, a haughty personality, like 
yeah, I'm all that and blah, 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 and look at me. And, you know, and I'm saying, wait a minute, okay, you know, she's funny, but that piece of her could have been, like, uh, a little more, you know, piped down a little bit, I think. I can't find the words for it right now because, you know, I'm not trying to tear her up to the point where she's toe up from the flow up, but, you know, there are some things that, you know, uh, even though they did pick her, uh, Akilah, uh, you know, I still think that uh, when they go to pick people to be on TV and radio and different things of that sort, they're looking for personality but not um, all that in the bag of chips and then go through, you know, temper tantrums or whatever they go behind the scenes or whatever the issue is or because – and they talking about you on radio or on TV, and then you get pissed off, you know, because you don't want to be talked to like that, you know, whatever that is. But the point of it is it did shine through a little bit. So I stopped watching it, and I hadn't watched it for a long time until here recently when I hear about her being fired. So, you know, you know up to what you just said makes sense, but for uh, you know, where I was and can see that there was a vibe that was given out, um, you know, she could have, like, piped it down a little bit far as her haughtiness. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Silverback, you got anything to say on this? Uh, yes, I haven't really. Uh, this is Silverback again, um, um, Nikita, you know, one love. But um, uh, from what I hear, which I told them about, because I didn't really follow, follow that, but, like, I'm, I'm kind of, Drag off what Miss Wendy, Lord and Miss Claudia say. Like, I, I agree with that because, okay, first of all, you you're black and all that, and you got famous in your family. Then you went on your solo career and all that. So at the same time, I know you want to move into another direction, television. You know, personality in television. But at the same time, you're not in the studio. You're not making a solo track while you're getting all the attention. As an artist, you switching careers to become a personality with four or three other personalities, and you got to adapt or, or get experience doing that. When you jump that, you jump into that career. I ain't taking nothing for you. You may have the face and may have the look for it, but at the same time, leave that studio, that that, that studio personality in there. Like, okay, yeah, making a record, all eyes are all attention on you. But at the same time, you talking to a, you talking to a microphone in the booth, as opposed to television. You talking to the world, so kind of like she said, pipe down a little bit. Now that you fired, hell, I'm a civil bad. They fire me all the time. <laughs> okay, it's a breath of nature out here. But anyway, one banana to another banana. <laughs> Okay, yeah. New York, you got anything to say about yeah, it? Yeah, uh, I got to agree. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I got to agree with Ronnie's story and Silverback. <laughs> You're right. It's a job. You got to follow orders. Pause. They're not having it. It's a job. It's a job. Jump, you just ask, ha, ha. <laughs> All right. I, and I think I can view Miss D is finally on the line. And if Company on Blog Talk Radio. And how are you today? 
We are fine. We are fine. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you? Everybody's doing fine. Okay, we were talking about the Tamar uh, fire situation here. Um, is there anything you got to say on that? We got maybe about two, three minutes, you know, to bring that out before we go to the next topic. What you got to say about Tamar being fired, and what's your take on it, Miss D? Well, you know, I really don't have any comment. I, 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 I truly oh, don't. Wait, wait a minute now. All them, all them things that you was talking about that matter. You know, like for instance, you know, uh, where Tamar, you know, probably shining the way that she did because she wanted to, you know, she wanted some of her sister's life, right. Tony Braxton's life. You know what I'm saying? Speak on, it. Me. Speak, speak on it a little bit, you know, because uh, it ain't nothing but a learning experience for all of us how we need to act when, you know, we get the light shine on us. Is that right, Akila? Yeah, um, of course. But um, if, if Ms. D doesn't have anything to say, um, I have one more thing to say. Um, I I don't think that I was personally offended by how Tamar was acting because I I took it as a a I didn't take how she acted so seriously and so personal. You know, when she answered, I was uh, interested to see what her answer was, and I thought that her personality was kind of uh kind of funny, and I didn't I didn't take it personally. You know, the only time I thought that she was really the only time that I thought that she was really uh. Uh, um, I guess how you all say stuck up at the time was when she was doing Dancing with the Stars and she felt like she was better than all the dancers and I did see that but I didn't see that on the reel you know I didn't take well, I didn't take it personally you know I wasn't offended you know by how she by how she acted you know because I mean if you know I mean how can if if somebody can say well you know what she's she's a ghetto black woman she make black women feel that way well if if one person could look at one black woman and say hey you know all black women are ghetto just because of one person they're small minded anyway in my opinion out of all the successful women Oprah they want to look at someone that's so called ghetto and blame all black women for that they're close minded anyway so I agree in my with opinion that. in my opinion I agree with that, and and you're absolutely right because that would be small-minded to put that on everybody. And because there's the two people, two black co-hosts, there's two black co-hosts on the panel, and you focusing on just the one that's smoke, uh, uh, smacking her lips, while there's two more that are actually talking like they have sense. You're concerned about just one, really, you know. So you're small-minded anyway. I don't have anything to prove to you. You know, Tamar, she had a little more uh, outburst of character you know, of her personality, it popped more than the rest of them because the rest of them, you know, they're subtle. You know, she is, you know, well, if I was uh, looking at from her uh, background, you know, like a southern belle, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, from the country, but with a southern belle hit to it, and that is her personality. But there were times where I was able to see you know, that she was a little more haughty than what she should. But they didn't know that before? They didn't know that before they, they hired her when they saw her Braxton family values, the issues that the sisters had and stuff? They didn't know that before they hired her? Well, let's put this like this. You know, when a person finally first before they get on any show, they are always humble because, one, you, you're, you're working hard to get on 
TV, radio, whatever your whatever your passion is for the media, right? And to get yourself out there and make you some money. But what also, you know, in the process, even though that she was in the background while her sister Tony Braxton was out there, you understand what I'm saying? She was working hard for to be seen. But when, at that particular time, it's just like anything else. Say like an organization, for example. You know, once the organization gets found out, they're humble. They're not trying to, you know, seem to be so all. But then when they start making that money, they forget where they come from and try to tax everybody. So kind of like it's kind of like that. Sometimes you get beside yourself because you're 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 oh you're confident. Sometimes you can be overly confident in that area. You see what I'm saying? And sometimes that overconfidence will shine through on the set, you know, instead of, you know, kind of honing that light down a little bit and blend, sometimes it do show. So it's not saying that it was wrong. It's just that perhaps if she would have been on Girls Gone Wild or something or, you know, or, you know, that one show uh, like uh, New York, New York from Flavor Flav or something, um, that that kind of personality would have been a hit. Now, yes, she was funny. That's one thing for sure. She was funny, and she had some great points in there. But I can see both sides of the of the coin of the opinion. Uh, New York, is there anything you got to say? No. Make it quick. No, I, I still think she should have done her job on well, that's it for now. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go on a break, okay? And when I come back, we're going to talk about Snoop Dogg, Tired of Slave Movies, okay? And so after this, I'll be right back.
All right, all right. Okay, I am back. This is Lardy, Ms. Clardy on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, again, we are talking about Gorilla on the Loose, Tamar Fire, and Snoop Dogg, Tired of Slave movies. And as you have heard, we have talked about two of the segments on order two topics, you know, which was dealing with the uh, with Harambe the Gorilla and Tamar being fired. Now we're getting ready to switch gears and we get ready to talk on uh, Snoop Dogg and where he is tied <laughs> of slave movies. And so let's just go here. Um, I had, uh, oh, anybody that want to talk, you know, want to have a comment, you can call in at 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And so back to this article that I had read, okay, um, from townhall.com, okay, and what from what I've read, they talked about the original movie called Roots, which drew 130 viewers on ABC in 1977. And there's a remake out of this movie playing on the History Channel. And sources say it will probably draw far fewer viewers because it's on cable and most mostly they all know the storyline, so probably the, the remake ain't really, uh, everything ain't there. I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a remake, all right? And it seems that the filmmakers are targeting the young generation, okay? And so, but Snoop Dogg point, points out that seeing more stories about African Americans who are successful would inspire folks. They want, they, they want, he want to see more of those stories about African Americans who are uh, successful and would inspire minorities to overcome the difficult memory of abduction, of slavery, okay? Former Secretary of State uh, Condoleezza Rice, she had called it that the circumstances of birth defect and to expose this subject on uh well, a birth defect for showing, you know, this type of issue, you know, this, because it exposed the subject, you know, really deformed on the slavery. And so it doesn't help to recover or heal this ethnic group of people or their life. So to some degree, I do agree with Snoop Dogg's uh, point of view here. And But don't forget, you know, and it's my part that I want to put in there is, but we don't want to forget where we came from. It's a lesson for our generation and the continuation to fight for equality. Uh, and it's going to be a minute. Uh, that's what I would say about it. It's going to be a minute uh, that we're going to be free uh, to the extent where there's race-free uh, issues going on. It's going to be a minute. It may not never end, you know, but hey, uh, it's better to try than not to try at all, okay? And the whites that and did this type of movement back in the day and some that continue to keep doing some things right now today, which is killings and, you know, uh, 
well, everybody didn't heard about the Black Black Lives Matter, whatever that is. Okay, it, it does matter, but there's a lot of killing going on, a lot of profiling and different things of that sort. And so, uh, I guess if we did forget about it and moved on and came up with something else and to show that black people are now successful, uh, that debt would be clear for the whites, you know. And from what I hear, black people want reparations. And then they may forgive and forget. Maybe, you know, our start of the reparations was done when they put a black man in office. As a show, we can be successful, too. To that, I would say to uh, uh, Snoop Dogg that on what he's talking about, yes, because it shows that a black man or black people can be successful if they put in the hard work, okay? Anything can be done. We shall overcome. If anybody have anything to say about this, uh, call in at the call-in number of uh, 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684, the toll-free number, 877-483-3153. Again, 877-483-3153. And we're going to start off, I see a couple numbers here, and I'll get with you in just a second. Just want to, you know, make a quick move with uh, Akila Ali and see what she's got to say about it, given about, you know, two minutes on this conversation, um, and I will get back to you just a moment here. Akila Ali, what do you think about this situation, quickly? Um, well, I'm just interested to see what, uh, what Ms. D has to say, because I know she had a lot to say on it, so um, she can she can go ahead before me, or you can take a caller. All right, well, then I'm going to take this call. Uh, I'm going to start with the area code 510 the last four digits of three, four, three, seven. You're on the air. Welcome to Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio. You got something to say? Say it. Caller of the number, area code, 510, the last four digits, three, four, Okay, well, they didn't want to be seen, I guess, today. Okay, just listen in. All right, Silverback, what you got to say about this? Okay, well, um, two minutes, uh, you know, it's a very sensitive um, subject, and I don't want to get too deep in it because... Well, did I get too deep on it? No, no, you didn't, but it's just... But you understand where I'm coming from. I exactly understand what you're saying, but, like, as a people, like, I, I definitely agree with Snoop. And we need more mouthpieces. Not saying you can't judge and justify and say, well, look what the things he put out in his rap music that allowed us to make hypocrites. Mm-hmm. At, least, at least he's saying something. We, we need yeah, he did say, say something. something. And see, my view of that, it's like, um, it's, it's, it's sickening just to, to have them to repeat that and remind our the youth that we came from that era. We didn't come from that era. We came from scientists, queens, kings, you know, lawyers, um, um, the whole now. We came from beautiful people. That's what we were stolen from. Right. Scientists and all that were stolen from Africa. And this root, the root thing, they, they try to limit our history to the Martin Luther King time. Our history go back more than that. It goes back more than roots, slavery. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kill that right now because it's very sensitive 
And, um, you know, I, I just, I, it's touchy. And then as a people, we need to, we, 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 we need, we need to, to come together. Exactly. Uh, that's all the problem is. If they would just come together instead of looking at each other like, you too successful, I'm jealous, I'm hating on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it can be some success there. And that, uh, again, uh, Silverback, you know, I, I agree with you on that air, on that point, because that's exactly what uh, Snoop Dogg is saying. But, again, you know, um, we still got to look at, you know, no, we didn't come from there because 400 years ago, that was for the uh, original Africans that were uh, that were abducted and taken. Now we diluted. We are now we are not even considered even a part of Africa. So if they wanted to send us back, they'd be like, who is these people? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't you start. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who's these people? You know what I'm saying? And we try to say, we Africans. They no, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? But we descended, so, you know, but you descendants of your father's father. You see what I'm saying? And so, therefore, yeah, maybe we do need to change the channel. New York, you got something to say on that? Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't say that, but you know what he could do? He could just take that money, to the, just like Michael Jackson bought the Beatles album, he went and bought the, the Bruce movie. Take that money, go get a couple of bills, and make some room for some homeless people, something like that. Stop <laughs> wasting the money on that. You're not going to get no money for buying a movie. Right, right, right. watch it every day. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that is all that we have to say about this. Akila Ali is your last words that you have to say, you know, to the people. You know, uh, tell them where they can contact you and stuff. And, you know, we're about ready to make this close. Thank you, everybody, for, you know, listening in on Marty, Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Akila, on you. Okay, you all can uh, follow me on Facebook at Akila Ali, and you can also join uh, My Sister's Keepers Movement, the Facebook group. Uh, we discuss a lot of topics and a lot of uh, all type of different conversations, so you can join us there. And, um, yes, yeah, um, Follow me on Facebook. You can also follow me on Twitter, too. So, yeah. Thank you, Akila Ali, you know, for being on or choosing this forum to talk about uh, those things that people are afraid to talk about. And, um, again, we will be making more of these uh, topics. So uh, be ready to tune in to Lardy, Miss Clardy, and company on Blog Talk Radio featuring my sister keepers movement, Akila Ali, and Miss D, too, all right? So, you know, I want to say thank you to New York for your comments and to you, Silverback, for your comments. And all of you that are out there that are listening, I want to thank you also for listening in. Um, uh, tomorrow, which is Saturday, I have... Hangouts on air. I'm going to be on there live at 4.30. Those that have hangouts, that's your cue to get on so that you can hear me there. And also, I have another uh, show that's going to come up on the 15th of uh, June. That's on a Wednesday at 3 o'clock um, and 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, where there is an author by the name of Emily Wallace that is going to be on to talk about her book called Scarred for Life. And until then, we love we each other and love one another because at the end of the day, if we don't come together, what, can, what, what else can happen? <laughs>
okay? So I'm just saying to you all, thank you. You know, stay together, work together, and become together, okay? And with that, I want to say have an awesome evening. Good night, everyone.